Welcome to the Greener Way podcast, a show about people, planet, and purpose, and how investors and corporate leaders push forward in a complex world. As we're now in peak summer season, we here at the Greener Way are reviewing our swimwear wardrobe with an eye, as always, on the intersection of fashion and ethics. Joining us for this conversation is Charis Calderella, founder of ethical swimwear line Style Swim, to talk about how she goes about making an ethical and sustainable swim line. Now, in the fullness of disclosure, I do have several style suits in my wardrobe. This is not a product endorsement podcast, but I'm delighted to welcome you to the show, Charis. Charis, introduce yourself a little bit more and talk about why you founded Style. Thanks so much, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. Um, The biggest thing about founding Style was I discovered the amount of waste in the petrochemicals in the fabrics. Um, so, So as someone that has skin conditions, Mm-hmm. I found it really hard to wear certain fabrics and swimwear was one of them. So that was a big thing for me. That's what started my journey. But once I realized, you know, the unethical, I suppose best way to describe it, uh, child labor, that mm-hmm. kind of became a driving force. As a mum of six, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing children sleeping on piles of fabric will change you. Undoubtedly, mm-hmm. um, especially growing up in the Western world where you know, child slavery isn't even heard of in this country. So, yeah, seeing it in Thailand is just it's something that's, yeah, that, that was definitely it for me. <laughs> well, it was a big turning point. But um, when, when I dove deeper, I realized how much more is actually into it. Like when they wash the fabrics or the dye gets put straight into the riverways and oceans, especially throughout Southeast Asia and India, it's very prominent. And the people that are using these dyes are actually getting cancer at an alarming rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women that are sewing these fabrics are actually becoming infertile. There's a lot of other things that are flowing down the line on top of it's just we shouldn't be wearing petrochemical clothing. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole heap of other things that need to be opened up. It's a whole can of worms. This is why I love a conversation about supply chain, Charis, because you you find something on the surface as the end consumer, but then you start diving in and going through the layers. And there's just so much more that you can uncover and be ethical about. So when did you file, when did you found Style, and how do you go about um, creating something from the ground up where you feel confident that there's, you know, no child labor, um, sustainable fabric, sustainable dyes? Oh, wow. Well, I went, I actually built the brand over two years before it launched in 2016. Mm-hmm. So we, Amnisol Eco, which is the fabric that we use, was actually founded back in 2013. So that was a fully launched in 2013, but it was only a soft launch. So no one had really gotten a hold of it yet. We proudly wear the cap of being the first people to have it in Australia. Um, but people looked at us funny because, oh, you can't wear biodegradable swimwear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yes, you can, because it's a, a special lab biodegradable swimwear that doesn't fall off in the ocean. It actually takes about 10 years to biodegrade mm-hmm. it's um so you know it's people have become really they haven't re- they didn't receive it well in the beginning mm-hmm. but now it's become an, a, a common fabric and people have ju- really jumped on the bandwagon and and it, things like uh for a good example of a well-known brand Econal are actually on their way out mm-hmm. uh because they they're they're just a band-aid solution yeah. without sounding horrible yeah. because once they recycle those plastic bottles into a fabric, they can't then recycle them again. Mm-hmm. It's considered a waste fabric that then goes straight into landfill. So what are we actually doing? Mm. So with all of this kind of information, Amnisol was 110% the way to go, but uh, like always, style mm-hmm. swimmers ahead of the ahead of the market, uh, which has been a little bit detrimental for us, but it's been good because, mm-hmm. you know, because we've kind of set the example for other brands, which is which is great. Um, we really want to make sure that we do the right thing constantly. 
So how do you, so through this journey from 2016 to now in 2023, um, how have you viewed issues like, you know, where you manufacture your swimsuits, Mm -hmm. um, going through all of those different layers of identifying where there's key risks and impacts in your manufacturing and your distribution chain? Well, um, it's um, unpopular to believe. A lot of people think that China actually is nothing but unethical fashion, which Mm. it's not. We don't produce in China, but um, I'd like to just throw a bit of water on that fire. People think Mm. that China equals unethical. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Some really great brands are actually made in China ethically. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Honey Burdette, would you believe that's actually ethically sourced as an example? Um, So big shout out to Honey Burdette for doing it right. Excellent. Good to hear. um, You know, like the style we make in Brazil. So Mm -hmm. I found a very small family-owned production house in Brazil mm-hmm. and they bring on contractors when we need to increase production or mm-hmm. reduce production. So we only do it on a needs basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't produce more. So most companies will ha- produce up to 40% buffer mm-hmm. on their stock. So if they think, okay, we're going to sell 10,000 of those, they'll actually make 14,000. And then they'll put those on sale for $15 down the track. It's just it's just crazy. So yeah. style caps it at a 10% buffer and that's only in case we get new stockists and things like that mm-hmm. because we want to make sure we've got stock ready for them because selling season for swimwear is so short. Mm-hmm. So, But we cap that. We know what we're going to sell. We know what our projections. We do sustainable growth, proper sustainable growth. And I don't just mean environmental sustainability. I mean for longevity of brand. Mm-hmm. You've got to practice what you preach. And if you don't produce with conscience, mm-hmm. then are you really sustainable? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you've got to really take that extra step. But um, it's a beautiful family-run business. It's uh, two friends out of high school, actually, that own our production <laughs> house. Um, and the floor manager, named um, she's... Um, a, a grandmother mm-hmm. and she's just she's on our actually on our website you can see there's a whole blog about her Marley she's just she's the most incredible woman she runs the whole floor the the two friends actually don't have a whole lot to do with the mm-hmm. business they just do client relations Marley runs everything there and we like it like that you know Marley has things like paid leave if she hurts herself even even if it's outside of work and things like that are never heard of in Brazil mm-hmm. you know having paid leave and job security and things like maternity leave stuff like that isn't heard of over there so we were something that we will really like adamant on having is making sure that the way that they are treated there is the same we are treated in the Western world. It's interesting that it's that creating of a relationship between you and your direct manufacturer that's mm. made that difference and sort of having that that confidence that what you're advertising is what's happening behind the scenes. Oh, I feel sorry for the poor man that runs the place. <laughs> you did not see me coming, I can tell you now. My questions, my random WhatsApp calls at different mm-hmm. times of the day, I'm like, mm-hmm. take me through the production house now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't give him two inches of leeway. Mm-hmm. It's like, you take me through right now. I want to see what's happening on the production floor. They send me updated videos. Um, we actually recently changed over our sizing tags to be printed onto the bikini. So it's a, a product um, called Silking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually biodegradable as well. So it's zero impact. Um, and the just as an example, there was actually a broken tile on the new production house of the place where they do the silking. And my production house actually paid for them to fix that tile on that floor. And that mm-hmm. was the only thing that was wrong there. And, you know, because he sent me a video because he knows I won't go anywhere without having like proper evidence of where we're going and what we're doing. And I said straight away, that tile needs to be fixed. I said, that is a trip hazard and I want that fixed before we go into that production house for the silking. Fantastic. Everything has to be thought about. Mm-hmm. And worker safety is paramount. So it's something that we really, we really focus on. And so do you look at these issues from the perspective of cost and risk or potentially opportunity? I see them more as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't think, I don't think there's such thing as risk when you're trying to treat people right and doing things sustainably mm. and ethically. Mm. You know, there's no such thing as risk. The only risk there is is to the end consumer when you've got to bump your prices up a little bit for doing things the right way. But it's, it's now showing that sustainability and ethics are starting to drive purchasing decisions, mm-hmm. uh, more so in Europe and in the in, 
um, America, but not so much in Australia, but mm. we're getting there. You know, it's, Australia's always been a, a year or two behind the rest of the world. So I do have faith. Aussies do have good hearts and we're a really great bunch of people. So mm. I feel like we'll get there in the end. I'm really glad you brought up a price bump and uh, where Australia is in terms of ethical fashion. Um, we reported on this, but according to the latest Australian Ethical Consumer Report from Baptist World Aid Australia and BC Slavery Free, three in four Australians believe their purchasing habits can help stamp out modern slavery, but they're constrained by cost of living barriers. Um, are you finding this with your business and how do you work around it? Oh, absolutely. We're down 58% on last year. Ooh. But that's, you know what, It's we don't mind because it shows that people are putting their money in the right places, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes swimwear isn't that place. And we're totally okay with that. We don't want to encourage people to buy unnecessarily. We want people to buy consciously mm-hmm. and to make sure that they only need what's in their wardrobe, which is why we do the take back system. Mm-hmm. You know, we take all the rubbish out and we put the good stuff in. But it's, it's, it's really important that people really do think about what's on their, in their in their own lives and focus on that. Um, and things like shopping are just not it. They're just not necessary. Like let's be honest. And, and unfortunately, we've become a very wasteful society and we overconsume exponentially. But for style, as always, we do things a little bit different to everyone else. And while everybody is putting their prices up, we've actually dropped ours. Oh, yeah, we dropped ours quite a lot. Um, <laughs> so what we did is because we couldn't uh, hold to our carbon positivity badge with mm-hmm. the expansion onto marketplaces internationally. So what we did was we downscaled out of marketplaces mm-hmm. and then we dropped our prices because we didn't need to cover the extra costs. Oh, that's interesting. So, so you're actually degrowth. You're degrowing, de-growing. Uh, which is yeah. such a controversial topic that I'm Isn't looking it? forward to getting into in future <laughs> episodes of The Greener Way. So we'll have to have you back as to whether or not degrowth can actually result in better sales. Well, I found I found already that it does. People mm-hmm. really love our degrowth. Our 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 following, everything is going up because people love that we're de, like the degrowth strategy. Mm. And it's you know, it's something that's true to me. It's something that should be true to most. So that way, we need to, you know, set the example. Mm. Number one rule in the nine points of leadership is lead by example. Ooh, we love a little bit of le- nine points of leadership here at the Greener Way. Thank you, Charis, for that. So, what is the future of fashion from your perspective, Charis? Um, and if fashion gets more ethical, how do you position your brand to be ahead of that curve? Well, uh, without sounding cocky, we already are. (laughs) (laughs) We always have been and we take Mm -hmm. a lot of pride in that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we like to be the brand that sets the standard. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I do see fashion getting more ethical. Mm -hmm. Um, People are boycotting the sheens of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Now there's the launch of Temu, God Mm -hmm. help us. Uh, The amount of junk on there, people are going to get sick of replacing things five, six times. You know, like my, my beautiful stick blender that I've had for 20 years just recently cocked itself. I was heartbroken. <laughs> and now I've had to go and buy another one. <laughs> but, you know, like people are going to get to that mm. to that point where they say, okay, I'm fed up with buying something new every five minutes. I want something that lasts. I want something that continues to look good. I want something that makes me feel like I've made a little change in this world, even if it is only a small one. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you do. When you when you buy it at the, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, when you buy something, you will literally casting your vote to the planet that you live on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that old saying, you don't you don't inherit the planet from your parents, you borrow it from your children. Mm-hmm. So borrow the right planet that you want to create. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that as well, Charis. And so if uh, it's it's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here, aside from the fact that I'm a big fan, um, was also <laughs> because I think it's an interesting discussion when we talk about a small boutique manufacturer and designer like yourself, who's able to go through the chain to verify ethical claims. Um, it kind of highlights where other companies can go. So if you were going to give top three tips on how to become more ethical and sustainable, what would your top three tips be? I, I, when, I, when I'm doing anything, mm-hmm. I have an action-reaction 
requirement. So every action has a reaction, has a counter reaction. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at the action and reaction, so action being hunting out a supplier, reaction, them coming back to you, what is the counter reaction henceforth from there? So what is what is, what have they implemented that complements you as a brand to to know where you want to be? So number one is look for that counter reaction. Absolutely. Number two is even if you think you're doing it perfect, you can 100% find another way. And there's always something better out there. Like style, like we've been awarded most sustainable swim brand in the country. However, is there things that we can do? 110%. And we are completely transparent about the things that we can do. Now, there's two more things that I would like to remove out of, out of style. And number one is the liners. So mm-hmm. we're actually researching the correct liners to move over to. There are some new wool pulp versions, so we're trialing those and the way that we store things. Mm-hmm. You know, so because of the gold hardware, we need to store in plastic. However, we we don't send that plastic out to customers. We keep that in-house. We reuse it until it's literally died, and then we recycle it through a soft plastics program. So there's a whole bunch of things that you can do to always think about how to do it better. Would I like to get rid of plastic altogether? 110% I would. But that's what's right for my business right now, so that's what I'm doing, but I'm taking responsibility for what I do. So number two, take responsibility and find a better way. Mm -hmm. Number three, even if you've reviewed your brand and implemented everything, you've got to live it as a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So the way you look at your brand is the way you have to look at your life. See, there's no point in in going and doing all these things for your brand and preaching if you're not going to walk the walk personally. Mm -hmm. So you need to be transparent in your life and to show people that you are living what you preach. Mm. Fantastic. Well, I think we'll end on that one. Charis Calderella, founder and managing director of Style Swimmer. Thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Greener Way podcast. If you liked today's show, remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Any feedback? Contact us on podcast at fssustainability.com.au. I'm Rachel Allen Backus. The Greener Way podcast is a product of FS Sustainability, a show about people, the planet, and investing in our collective future. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The Greener Way podcast gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by discussing numerous financial sustainable options and our featured guests. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of The Greener Way are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. FS Sustainability operates under an Australian Financial Service License and the exemption made available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect to any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the FS Sustainability website, fssustainability.com.au.